Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Hey everybody, I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert, we're the Unhallowed Reviewers, and we are going to be doing our top 10 horror movies of 2021. Our top 10 romantic dramas. Yeah, top 10. Of 2021. Uh, our top because 10. that's what we do here. Bro comedies. But <laughs> are there 10 in a year? There probably are. Yeah, probably. You don't even pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about our top 10 horror movies. I think that's what he said first. Who knows anymore? Um, I don't know. All right, Maybe so let's me. go over... Um, I'm going to go over my almost list first. Because I think my almost list makes my worst and best lists more exciting. All right. How about uh, what do you? Yeah, I'll, I'll join in that. Okay. No, I'll join in that. that so uh, let's. Do you? How many do you have in your almost list? I, I've just got three. Okay, so why don't you three. go over your almost list first? Because my almost list is like another top ten. So. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, I mean, this one's not very exciting. Uh, I I feel like this was movie that was just. Uh, I don't think it, it, even when it was being made, that it intended to ever make anybody's top ten list. Uh, it just doesn't feel like that's the kind of movie. It's just supposed to be stupid and fun. Um, I put Willy's Wonderland on my close. My almost made the top ten. Okay. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I think it was a really entertaining movie, but I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many times I like rewatch it. It's it is very like, I mean, and this is part of it, but it's just very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, with it, just you know, Nicolas Cage goes and plays pinball, beats up a monster, monster kills kid. Nicolas Cage goes plays pinball, like. Uh, and, and that's like part of the humor of it, but then that's also why it doesn't have much rewatchability. Um, so yeah, it didn't quite make the cut, but okay. I loved all I loved the use of practical effects and the commitment to entertainment. Yeah, what else you got? Uh, I put Halloween Kills on there. Um, I feel like a lot of people hated it for whatever reason or another, um, and I thought it was campy. It was so campy, and like the writing was so corny, but it was also really fun. And I thought that I like I thought it was really fun. It was it was some of the most fun I've had watching a Halloween movie. Okay. Like I thought Michael Myers actually was doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I put uh, this one was actually kind of this one was closer to being on my worst list than my top ten list, uh, but I couldn't quite put it there. Um, but it, it goes down as one of my bigger disappointments for the year because I wanted it to Wait, be. Wait, this is on your amazing. almost list. And you're talking this is on my almost list. Yeah. Sounds like it should be on your I can hate it this list. It probably should have been, but I just don't want to give up on it. It was demonic. Um, it was the new uh, Neil Blomkamp movie uh, that was about like virtual. It was like a virtual reality demon possession movie, uh, and it just seemed like it would be a really interesting concept. But he's he you know as Neil Blomkamp tends to do, he committed to the effects work. Um, in such a way that he, it just made it to where it was like this. If it doesn't work, then the movie doesn't work at all because it focuses too much on it. And that was this case, like the visual effect of like this of like this lady being in a virtual world but not in a virtual world and whatever didn't work for me. And also looking back on it, it had almost absolutely nothing to do with the plot. Like it didn't really need to happen at all. It felt really inconsequential, and I don't know. But there was, I mean, there were parts to like about it, though, and I always appreciate an attempt at originality, and I felt like that's what it was trying to go for. 
Um, it was definitely really cool to see, like, a science-based organization trying to stop demon possession. It was a very different take on it, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, fair enough. Alright, so mine, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and I actually moved one nine. down as we were talking. And it, I think, I'm going to stick with it, even though I'm not sure I'm convinced it's worst of the year. But um, I, I had so many movies this year that I had in my top ten that I had to like pull out or move around because I really enjoyed them and I thought they were creative. I think this was like a really good year for for like creativity in movies, um, my opinion. Uh, the first one I have is Let the Wrong One In, which was like a horror, like probably one of the star horror comedies from this year's Telluride Horror Show. It was like a, another Irish uh, film movie where like, it was about vampires. And it, I think it was just stupid fun. Like, it was stupid and funny. Um, but it wasn't quite good enough. It, had, it wasn't quite as good as Extraordinary. Like, it had some real dumb stuff and some really silly things that just kind of made it fall out of the top ten for me. Um, yeah, it, it kind of like had that fart jokes thing going on, right? Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, I didn't bit, yeah. hate that. I just don't feel like that deserved to be in the top ten. Like, I'd watch it again yeah. in a second, but... That doesn't mean that it's like, it, yeah, yeah, anyway. Uh, another one that I really didn't like that I had to cut, but I did anyway, was Last Night in Soho. I really liked that movie, and it was very hard for me to remove it from my top ten. Um, but unfortunately, I have movies up there and shows that I liked just a little bit more. I thought Last Night in Soho was pretty well done, um, and I would suggest that anybody see it. But um, Unfortunately, I wasn't, I wasn't able to see it. Um, but like, I, I, I was surprised how often I heard your sentiment towards it, um, from others that like, everybody was like, yeah, I really liked it, but like nobody, I can't find a single person that loved it. And I felt like the way that it was hyped kind of going into it, it's like, Hey guys, it's Edgar Wright. Like this is going to be an amazing movie because everybody loves his stuff and everybody's getting all excited about it. It's like, it doesn't even look like it's going to be that funny. And usually his stuff is funny, but he's also really talented. It's not funny at all. It's going to be amazing. So. Yeah. And then, so you're, like, going into it expecting it to be this amazing movie, and when it wasn't, I feel like everybody think, was like, cool, uh, it was a good yeah, horror movie, it's but It's been not... too long in the, like, flashbacks in the beginning that it was too long of a build-up for the payoff. If they would have shortened it or, like, done something, like, where it was a little bit more at the payoff or less in the flashbacks, it would have been, like, a little bit more, pace, the pacing would have been a little bit better, but... Yeah, I, I can see why people yeah. say that. Um, the next one that you're going to be surprised I had to cut for my top ten, but I watched again and purchased this movie because I liked it so much, was Black Friday. Um, it is not in my top ten, but I thoroughly enjoy that movie. Um, every time I watch it, I'm having a good time. So Black Friday is close, but not not quite. Uh, Midnight Mass is on my almost list. Um, I've, I really like... Um, what's his name? Mike Flanagan's stuff. Midnight Mass was yeah. one of my favorite. I, I did like the way it goes and how it wasn't just in more ghost stuff, but it was just a little bit too heavy and not enough payoff for me. Um, another, so yeah, that was how I felt. Oh, about oh wait, Mass. before you, okay, you just, because you brought up Midnight Mass, um, I have to mention this. Uh, there was a discussion on Reddit the other day on the horror subreddit on Dreddit um, that I got involved in with, uh, uh, in regards to like Mike, Mike Flanagan's work, and obviously everybody in there for the most part was like, yeah, I love his stuff. You know, everybody at least has one movie that they like, right? Um, and I saw one guy make a comment where he was like, yeah, Midnight Mass was okay, but Bly Manor was head and shoulders the best thing Mike Flanagan has ever done. What? 
And I was like, this guy's got to be trolling. And I, I just, I, like, you know, everybody is entitled to their own opinion, but I have never seen anybody with so much confidence say that Bly Manor was the best thing Mike Flanagan has ever done. It might be hands down the worst thing Maybe they had he's never ever seen, done. like, The Turning of the Screw before, and, like, that was their first intro to it, and it was just, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I can't, yeah. Like, even that, though, like, because I even mentioned it because nobody had mentioned uh, Haunting of Hill House in that conversation, and I was like, you, maybe you just forgot about Haunting of Hill House. Did you forget about Haunting of Hill House? And I expected him to reply, like, oh, yeah, you're right. How stupid of me. But no, he doubled down. He doubled down on Bly Manor. Well, what can you do? <laughs> uh, my next one that almost made it but didn't quite make it was Army of the Dead. I really liked what Snyder did with that movie. Uh, I'm, I just want more of it. But also, it just wasn't quite good enough to make it my top ten. They took the effect from that and applied it to NFL football games where they've got like the uh, the crowd blurred out and like the focus on the player when they score a touchdown. It makes it look like you're watching a Madden game. What? Okay, sorry. In... Uh, nothing. Oh. Just ignore me. Okay. Another one on my almost list was Psycho Gorman. It was almost perfect. No, it wasn't. It was just really entertaining. I thought it was, <laughs> I was worth... It was worth watching. I think I'd suggest it to people if they're into that whole, like, Power Rangers on crack kind of thing. But, uh, it's just... It wasn't that good. It was just... It, just wasn't, it was yeah. just something I think people should watch because it's interesting and unique. It's it's right on that Willy Wonders, Willy's Wonderland level for yeah. me like yeah it was i i was pretty entertained by that movie in fact i think i laughed a lot more at psycho gorman than i did yeah willie's wonderland but i think so too it There's is kind of niche too it, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah another one i put that wasn't that didn't make my top 10 but i think was a very unique interesting movie but i don't think it pushed it far enough for what it was supposed to be was the sadness i was expecting a lot more from that movie in terms of oh. violence and sadness didn't quite get there like there were times where i was like man if i wrote this i would have done this in a way different way and you know, it just wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. That doesn't mean it was bad. I thought it was interesting, and it did have some really gross scenes if you're into that whole body horror kind of just disgusting, violent stuff. But I just didn't think it was worth... It was it, it was built up too much, you know? Um, another one I got was Shadow in the Clouds. I really like this movie, and I would suggest it to people, but it's it's just not... It didn't... I just had to be cut. Something had to be cut, unfortunately. It was one of the things that was cut, <laughs> you know. I don't have any other reason besides it was just cut. <laughs> Maybe because there's too much yeah. mom stuff in it or baby stuff in it, but I don't know. <laughs> and one I'm not sure is really a horror movie, but I'm going to put it in here anyway because it's kind of violent. Um, and it was very hard for me to cut this one because I really like this movie. It was Boss Level. Um, Boss Level was an amazing action, violent action movie. And if you haven't seen Boss Level on Hulu yet, go see it, but... It didn't make my top ten because, again, just had to cut stuff and, I don't know, it just didn't do it. <laughs> who Who is in that again? I, I, I can't saw, remember the guy. I, I always think it's Joe Manganiello, but it's the other dude. It's the dude who plays okay. uh, Crossbones in the Marvel Universe. Oh, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, it's okay. very, a very good movie. Absolutely should watch it, but it's not quite horror enough to make my top ten horror either, you know. Okay. All right, so you want to do worst or best? I want to do worst because I want to end on best, you know? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so I'll go first this time since you went first last time. Uh, okay. The first one on my list that I just moved down here, and I, I, every time I think of this movie, I can't think of anything but the stupid fucking scene at the end. And pardon my French. It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the scene that makes me so frustrated with this movie uh, because it does it, it, it's, a, it's such a progressive film. And it does things in a different way. And you've already mentioned it. 
and I don't want to get too much into it, but it was Halloween Kills. There's, I, 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 I agree with everything you're saying, and then at the very end of the movie, they just shit on all of it. And they do this stupid scene where everybody in the town comes and tries to, like, kill, or not even kill, they're, like, basically pussyfooting around Mike Myers <laughs> and doing stupid shit, and then they all get wrecked. And it's, like, really? Like, really? Really? Like, the, I agree. The whole movie was, the, a lot of the movie was great and unique, and I liked that they were having Michael Myers do stuff. And then the last 10 to 15 minutes just pissed me off so much I didn't like it anymore. Like... I think that's, that's where a lot of people got it lost a lot of people so I, I don't think you're alone in that in that frustration and, and again it was on my almost lists like on my like honorable mention stuff list until I just kept I kept thinking of that movie and I could only think of that scene where that dude goes right up to Jason two inches away from his head and tries to shoot him and it's like okay you're dead you're, you're dead you can't get that close to I'm sorry not Jason Mike Myers <laughs> you can't get that close yeah. to Mike Myers without dying like, <laughs> I didn't even catch you yeah. uh, my next one is old old is terrible I don't I don't understand why people are falling for the M. Night Shyamalan like tricks anymore like I don't know old was because bad because people don't just want it, it's the same reason that I get pulled into Neil Blomkamp and other directors like that, I keep wanting them to capture their old magic, and they just never will. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't, I would even pass on old. Go read the synopsis of it. It's really stupid, very stupid. Like I can't articulate how stupid it is. Um, all right, the next one I have is this one. I have, I have to basically put it on my worst list as a PSA. People will tell you this movie is like a spiritual successor to what we do in the shadows and things like that. And it's not. So do not think it is like that. And it is not like that. And it's not good. When the Screaming Starts. Terrible movie. Mostly because it was sold to me as something it wasn't. When the Screaming Starts is not what it sells you to it as. And it's actually really freaking boring and not very interesting. So don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, even even the funny gags weren't great. Yeah. Like there were, You could probably count on one hand the number of times where you, where you thought it was genuinely funny. And then the rest of the time, I, I'm with you. It got pretty drab. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm not 100% sure this one was this year, but I watched it this year, and we do ours kind of loosely, so, you know, shove off if you have a problem with this. But um, <laughs> it's actually another one where I think it dropped the ball kind of like a Halloween Kills did. The Conjuring the Devil made me do it. It's just like, it, it, it had didn't have to do much to keep being a good series, and what they did wasn't what they needed to do. It was just not... And it, it could have been so cool, too, because, like, they went a different direction with it, and they could have done a really a lot of really cool stuff, but they decided to just make it really lame. And I wasn't a huge fan of it, and I think it was a terrible way to end that series. Yeah, that's a good one to mention. Um, I, I didn't even think about that one, but I think if it were to end up on any of my lists, it'd end up there. Mm -hmm. uh, just just be just based on disappointment. I I think that uh you know let's say 15 years ago like before james wan stuff like what if he's like let's say that the story for the conjuring 3 was the first james wan movie that he did mm -hmm. you'd be like you'd be like hey this guy's got a lot of promise yeah you right. know like this is this is the progression to something great and then you see you know and then all the other movies come out and you're like man he'd started you know it was kind of like the hulk of the marvel universe yeah. you know like if it like it was that's not a good movie but like it was it helped kickstart a bunch of the other stuff. Yeah. If you saw it that way, you'd be like, "Hey, that movie's not bad." But because it's kind of ending this series and it just ends it on a dud, you're like, "Where did all the talent and the 
quality and like the craftsmanship go into this stuff. Like it just it didn't feel and, and which is unfortunate because I actually think uh, the second one is my favorite. So I don't even think it yeah. like started to dip down after the first one. I I love the second. One. And I mean, and, it, we could have probably told this looking at the director. It's it's Michael Chavez, and he directed La Llorona, which also wasn't very good. Oh, I hate that. Um, that one's garbage. And so, yeah, and I guess that was his directorial yeah. debut, debut, and blah blah blah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's done some okay things in the past. He's just kind of fledgling and. Putting a third series, a, th- a third and final movie in a series onto someone that doesn't have that money, that much chops, is probably not the best idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, felt, right. it definitely felt like a cash grab at that point. What's your worst list? Because yeah, what's your worst list? All right. Um. So these, the, the most of these are just because <laughs> they just they they just rub me the wrong way. Um, there were just probably like a couple of things where it's just like it stuck in my head as like bothering me so much I didn't like it. Uh, Great White um, was one of the few like we, me and you could probably count on one hand the number of times we've been disappointed by something Shutter's made, <laughs> and we've yeah. said that there's nothing wrong with them coming out with stuff that we don't like because it shows that they're trying. You know, yeah. you're never gonna hit everybody, especially in horror, because there's such a broad spectrum of what is considered horror, um, and what you could you could be you could call yourself a horror fan and absolutely hate half of horror you know uh but like great white is you know as it implies it's a shark movie i love shark movies um but it also is like you know how are you going to make it interesting and people have done it in the past and fairly recently uh with you know finding creative ways to do a shark this wasn't creative it was just great white sharks swimming around a raft and it was super boring. Uh, the effects weren't great. Uh, there was some decent effect work considering the budget towards the end, but the whole thing just felt like it was plotting. Anyways, uh, separation. Um, I don't normally do this, uh, but I didn't finish it. I normally will not rate a movie if I didn't finish it. Uh, I will at least tough it out. I couldn't get through it. It was so boring and convoluted and choppy. I don't even know what movie that is. Like, I can't even... Complete waste of time. I can't even recall what it all was about. I just know it was about a dad trying to keep his kid. And I'm pretty sure that the reason I turned it off was I was... I, I realized it was about an hour and a half long. And I was an hour in and there was like one... There had been like one scary supernatural scene in the first hour. And I was like, it's this is movie's literally all about him just trying not to lose his kid. And I'm like, that's fine, but just don't make a horror movie around it. Just make it a movie about this guy struggling to keep his kid. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know. And maybe I'm not remembering it right, and people are like, what's wrong with you? But I no, thought that movie your, was garbage. It, it if you're not remembering it right, <laughs> that's not necessarily your fault. Like, so, okay. <laughs> um, now, this one, I, I put on here because it just really, it was a big letdown for me. Because uh, I thought that the plot was really interesting. And I think a lot of people loved it, but the Deep House uh, was a really interesting plot where it was about a haunted house underwater. Oh, and yeah. it's these two scuba divers that go down there, and you know they're checking it out. And I did not like it. I felt like once they got down into the house, everything was cookie cutter. Like they didn't really introduce it. Nothing was really added. Like no flavor was added by putting it underwater. The only part that was interesting to me was that, like, they 
did it. Like, they pulled it off. Like, on a technical level, they did the entire movie underwater in, in this, like, underwater house. It's like, hey, that's cool. You guys, like, it was amazing that you, the setting was really cool. But you did absolutely nothing with it. Like, it just felt like a really lame, fully predictable haunted house movie underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part was a letdown for me. Now, for my number one worst movie of 2021, I hated it. I don't know why people love it. I hated Prisoners of the Ghostland. I hated that. Movie. I never. I haven't watched it yet. So I love. I love Nicolas Cage. I love the neon horror. I love all the stuff that he's embraced. Like his role in Hollywood. Me and you have talked about this to death. Like we're we've been very happy with the stuff that he's made. I really liked Pig, and Pig isn't a horror movie at all. Like that movie. It was really it's just a good yeah. movie. I, yeah. yeah, it was alright, but it was a really interesting topic. Like, yeah, and he does great in it. Like, it's definitely not because of Nick Cage. And, like, I could not bring myself to like this movie. I hated it. I could not... It, it felt like... um, What are the... Like, you know, like, Tokyo Gore Police? Like, mm-hmm. it's not that... It's not that extreme in, like, the gore area. But it is, to me, that extreme in the completely nonsensical area. Like, I just didn't... I didn't understand what it was trying to say. Is it, is it um, so and it's I'm, more nonsensical than Mandy? Oh, way more, okay. in my opinion. Like, nonsensical, or, I mean, like, Mandy, to me, like, had a plot. Like, I mean, it is crazy. Like, it's just a drug trip. But it there is still, like, a plot of what he's trying to do, right? Like, he's trying to get revenge. He's trying to save. Wasn't he trying to save her? Or was he? No, he was just getting revenge, wasn't he? And, like, so, yeah. But, but, yeah, he's just trying to get revenge. Like, yeah, there's a plot in Prisoners of the Ghost Line, but you're like, I, I can't follow all of this weird stuff that they're doing and i'm sure that everybody's like but you're missing all this really nice symbolism which just makes me hate it more i mean because oh, I, real it made me it. feel stupid there's almost nothing nicholas cage is going to be in that's going to have a lot of symbolism you're reading into that <laughs> like it's a nicholas cage movie at, at, at its best like we're not talking about like christopher nolan directing a nicholas cage movie here we're talking about a shutter original or something like I don't know that there's a lot of symbolism in those movies that you could get unless you're really reading into it, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong. But I haven't seen it. I want to see it now even more, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, please watch it and tell me if you hate it. Like, I mean, if you don't hate it, great. Tell me why. But it just, yeah, it it made me angry. (laughs) Okay, let's move on from the angry ones and go to our top ten. So I had to roughly choose an order here. So we're going to go ten to one. I assume. You have an order for yours? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I, this is a loose order, so I might move it as we go, but I think I've got it down. Um, all right, so number 10. Uh, do you want to start with number 10? Your number 10? Sure. Uh, so my number 10 is a severely flawed film. Uh, Ephraim and I kind of talked about this a little bit ahead of time, um, that there were some on my list where I admit that there are some issues with it, but uh, I loved the creature stuff in it and the set design and so much of the design of it that it made the list super deep made my list um <laughs> i thought I, really... I thought you were gonna say antlers here and i was like damn this is really low on your list but I super, oh it is super pretty low kept me for a surprise okay cool super deep. <laughs> yeah i i like i mean like thinking back on it i'm like man i really liked like it wasn't even just the monster like all of the fungus effects and like the, the a, a few of those like set designs that they made were was very like annihilation-y and yeah. They like put it like it very it felt very tangible, it was visceral, and it was some of the best practical effects work combined with like CGI that we've seen a, a lot. And yeah, the story hot garbage, acting terrible, 
it, none of it made any sense at all. And it felt like they were trying to do some kind of deep blue sea, like, we gotta go down to get up. But, like, none of it translated well into English. And so I felt like the, all of that was terrible. But I was so... Uh, but I was so impressed by all of the work that they put into the effects and everything that... Honestly, I forgot about list. it, so it's not on my top ten at all. But I can definitely see why it would be on your top ten. Not, not to be offensive. Like, yeah. I, you were excited oh, for no, it. Oh, no, I got you. Blah, blah, blah. So. My, <laughs> yeah. my number ten is one that, like, it took me a second to, to remember, but when I remembered, I, like, I got flashbacks. Uh, this broadcast signal intrusion. Um, oh, yeah. That movie, I feel like I would need to watch again, because it's like... Oh man, it's a it's a trip, um, and it's creepy as frick, man. <laughs> like, there's just some really creepy stuff that happens in it. So, um, I, I don't really. There's a lot of in that movie that would spoil to talk too much about. So I don't really want to do that here. And plus, it's been a while since I've seen it. But I want to watch it again. I think it's worth watching again, and I think it's one of those movies that builds if you watch it again. So, um, I, I thought it was great. It was a little bit slow at times, but it's like pretty like it's not a good payoff. It's not a payoff like that you're waiting for, right? It's it slowly builds and builds and builds, and you're kind of left at the end. It's one of those movies I was left at the end with like lots of questions, and I didn't hate it. So that's very rare for me. Um, so I put it on my top ten list. Cool. Um, my number nine um, was the sadness. Uh, oh wow! I did not think that was going to make your top ten. Yeah, and I thought it would. I thought it would make yours. I didn't realize how disappointed you were in it, but. Um, I guess I differ with you on that. I felt like the, like, looking back on movies that we've seen in the past, um, I, I think part of the reason that um, this movie made my top ten is kind of based on this, like, this, the context of overhyped films that we've seen recently. Like, looking back on every movie of the past decade that we've seen where beforehand it was hyped that, like, people were throwing up and people were passing out and people had to walk out of the theater because they couldn't handle it. This was the only one where I was like, I get it. Like, I Fair. get why people thought it was that gross. Like, I get why it was hyped up so much. And I feel like this movie alone has so much content from the beginning to the end that you're desensitized just by the movie itself and how much it does. That by the time they get into the hospital climax at the end of the movie, you're like, that I've already seen it all. You've already shown me everything. There's no longer anything that you can do. And like, as limbs are flying off and blood spurting everywhere, you're like, I've already seen it. You've shown it to me. And like, it's so like, I just thought that it did a good, it, as best a job of matching the hype going into it as, or better than any other movie that we've seen. Like the first one that comes to mind is Raw. Like mm -hmm. Raw did nothing to us. We were like, it if definitely anything, we were was kind of bored. Way better matching than Raw, I think too. I agree. Yes. Yeah. So that was part of the reason that it made my list is that I just felt like it actually kept up with the hype better than a lot of other movies have, and I wanted to give it credit for that. I just the minor thing I have about it, and that the reason that didn't make my top ten was because I, there was times where I was like why would you not have shown that? Because you could have kept building, right? Like, you're you're already going for the score factor. You're already rated X. There's no way this movie is going to be shown in theaters. Like, I don't know why it would or how. But, like, why would you not... Why would you cut away at that point? That's kind of where I was yeah. like... Is like, there were scenes where I was like, that would have been brutal to see. Like, that would have been very brutal to see, and I would have been disgusted. But they didn't show it. And I was like, hmm... Uh, not that not that it wasn't gross. Like there were some scenes in that movie that made me very uncomfortable. But 
there were some scenes in that movie that I was like, that would have done it, and they didn't do it. So that's my yeah. criticism. All right, I'll go for my number... Uh, nine. Wait, wait, number nine. Yeah, okay, there we are. Yep. Uh, my number nine is Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Seems like it wasn't going to be, like, from the top level, it just looks like a rack. It just looks like a Resident Evil movie, right? But if you're a Resident Evil fan at all, you'll like it, I think. Um, they do some different things, and at this point in time, I'm, uh, I'm an embracer, I'm an embracer of, of people doing things that are not exactly the same as the IP that have elements from the IP. Um, I like The Witcher. Season 2 was great. I think it was amazing. So things like that, go for it. Take your, take your, take your IP that you've earned and go do something interesting with it. This movie combines, like, the first three Resident Evil movies, um, into a single movie, which is ambitious, and it kind of works, I think. And it's pretty scary and gory, like, it's, it's, it, there's some scenes that, like, made me jump in the theater, like, and I was like, oh my god, I wasn't ready for that. And I think it does a pretty good homage to Resident Evil, and if they keep going with the series, I'd be very excited to see where it goes. Um, I think it was one of those ones that overdid my expectations, and that's why I'm excited to talk about it on my top ten. Cool. Yeah, I still haven't seen it yet, but um, based on how much you liked it, it makes me want to see it. But I've just been waiting for it to be a little bit more available. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's like 20 bucks to rent um, right now. I, that's a little... Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot for me, but I'd rather own it, right? I'd pay 20 bucks to own it for sure. No questions asked. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, what do you got um, for number eight? My number eight is Antlers. Um, if you, it, it pretty much doesn't matter to me how bad your movie is if your monster is great. Yeah. Um, and I thought the monster in Antlers was really, really well done. Um, and I know, I do agree with uh, Ifrit that there isn't, um, I totally understand that there isn't quite enough balance of the monster's screen time with a very plotting plot like a very bland plot um that doesn't have that tries to give you substance that doesn't have much of it mm -hmm. but i really liked the jaws like build of the reveal of like you have the scene and spoilers here uh since i know this was fairly new for some people on the release um but uh, you have a scene of it bursting out of the dad in the attic but you don't really get to see it there and then you see it drop out of the tree mm -hmm. in the background you know the, That's the, first time the you shot get, like, and the then big silhouette for flash yes yeah. and then it, and then you get really good sound effects for it um and then it, it you have the attack at the shed and you get more of it and it's it's engaging with characters more and then you have the big finale and i do agree that there still isn't very much of it um and a lot of the other plot thinks that it's being deep but it's not yeah. um and that part's unfortunate and so that's why it's not high on my list. But hey, best monster of the year, you're gonna make my list. Dude, and I feel like you're that's right. what it was. When I view that as Jaws, I actually that movie moves up for me. Like it, I might have put it on my almost if you had made that comparison like during or after I'd watched it. Because when you look at the movie through that lens and you only think about the progression of the monster, that movie is very good at building. Like, oh my god, it's good at building. Like Yeah. But I think the main like yeah, so like I guess where I wish it would have gone, it didn't go again, right? That's, I guess, like, the, the tone for this year's, like, this year in general is, oh, you almost had it. Like, oh, you're so close. Because I really wanted it's true. stuff to happen. Yeah. Didn't. And <laughs> the the main story, the, the story is based on Embraced It, so that was, like, another hard twist of the knife. So 
Alright, my number eight is Willy's Wonderland. I've watched this movie three times this year. I love this movie. It's great. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. It's amazing. It's dumb. Nicolas Cage being... Doesn't say an entire word in the whole movie. Doesn't say a <laughs> single word. That's amazing. What it movie... Is. Can have you ever say that that happened in where it wasn't part of the plot, like that he was that someone was autistic or mute? Like he just doesn't say anything. Like, oh, it's I don't know. I I, yeah. I really liked it. I've shown it to people. I enjoy it a lot. Um, it it's better than the Banana Splits movie if you want an animatronic movie. I think Banana Splits is a little more viscerally violent. Um, so if you do want something that's more realistic, there's some really messed up scenes in the Banana Splits movie. But I think Willy's Wonderland is a pretty good like Five Nights at Freddy's like rip-off movie right. yeah I, I can totally see it, it honoring that like making the top 10 so mm. i have no issue with that um my number seven is uh the exorcism of god um oh. i feel like if we're looking at just just you know completely out of context just the pure scares of the movie like kind of going for that that like something that makes me jump something keeps me tense for a lot of the runtime i feel like the exorcism of god got that um, I feel like it did the best of any movie this year for me. Um, it still had some moments that, I mean, it, it definitely has some moments of being pretty campy, um, which I don't think is necessarily an issue, but just know that going in, mm. um, that substance isn't high on the list. And I feel like it took some, it, where it spent a good amount of its time being very original, it would also take a step back at times and be kind of standard. Um, and, and, but then it would go right back into being original again. Like it didn't stay in one place or the other. Uh, it definitely has a lot of homage to other exorcist movies, uh, which was interesting, but it has a really fun twist to it. Uh, and yeah, it was a, it was a fun horror movie. So when it becomes available, I'd check it out. Yeah. I actually was kind of sad. I didn't see that this year because it sounded like you guys really liked it when you watched it. And it was just not what we were expecting in any way, I think based off of the synopsis. So that's good. Yeah, it felt like it uh, from the synopsis that it possibly was going to be very like brooding and mm -hmm. introspective, and it ends up not being that at all. That's it's good. it's just balls to the wall craziness. Uh, my number seven is the Fear Street series on Netflix. I thought it was really well done. Um, the third one I think has a pacing issues and it's a little bit more boring than the rest, but it ends up being good because they only spend about half the third movie inside of the, in, like back in time. And then it kind of comes back to the front forefront and they resolve all the things. But it's, A, I think pretty ambitious to do a three-part movie series released that soon after each other. B, I, I don't know even know how R.L. Stein is associated with this, but this is, like, not for kids. Like, it's violent. There's messed up stuff that happens in this, and it's cool. Um, I, I don't know. It was, I think it was a cool project to work on. I think it was interesting to see that an R.L. Stein franchise can be made into a real horror thing. And I um, would be excited to see if there was more Fear Street stuff or, you know, I'm just more interested in that stuff now because of this series. And so that means it's important and I have to, I have to tell somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, yeah, I haven't gotten to see it yet, but based on, yeah, again, this goes back to um, like the Resident Evil, like you've, the way that you've talked it up has made me want to go check it out. But... <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I better hold up. Yeah. Wait, wait two years <laughs> and then watch it. <laughs> um this next one for me number six for me is uh kind of surprised me um i didn't expect it to be on my top 10 let alone this high but the more i thought about it the more i'm like i was just kind of impressed by it 
the Wrong Turn re- remake um, <laughs> ended up high on my list, uh, or high on my year list, I guess. Uh, I I was just really impressed by the uh, the originality of it. Like, Wrong Turn was just kind of like a like if you've seen the first one, it's it's like a Hills Have Eyes ripoff type, you know, that type of like gore fest grungy movie but it doesn't even really like the original doesn't even really have that much of that it just feels like that um and then every sequel all the way through to like six i believe was just a sharp downhill shot and the first one's not that good mm-hmm. but like the story and everything is just it just all becomes about like making the goriest kill that you can um with, like hatchet, and like it yeah yeah it, it, yeah a lot like hatchet exactly and so, like, if it, for me, it lost its appeal. I was like, I don't have any interest in these anymore. I can only handle so much of this bad acting and writing, <laughs> even if it's on purpose. Yeah, they started to go um, from, like, theater releases to DVD only to just being, like, on Netflix. You're like, whoa, there's another wrong-term movie? What? How did that happen? Yeah. Uh, so when, you know, they were talking about doing a remake, I was like, yeah, I could definitely use a refresher. I feel like that's a smart move. And this one, it took it in a completely different direction. And I thought that was a, it was a really cool idea because it's like you don't have anything that you need to hold on to. There's no reason to pay homage to the originals. Like, they're not good. So just go off in your own direction, and it did. And it does turn a little bit more into, like, this kind of dark drama for a good chunk in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it I, because it just felt different. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. This is completely different. And it has one of the craziest endings to... A movie and either even though it does uh break one of my cardinal sins in horror movies but that's okay um i still really enjoyed the whole thing just because i didn't know what was going to happen it was really unpredictable and i want to enjoy a movie like that sometimes so it was it was pretty good i had pretty much avoided this movie because it looked like I was just like, okay, cool, this is a remake of a series I never cared about in the first place. So I'm really excited to watch it now, because it sounds like it's not what I thought it was. And that's the best way to go into a movie, I think, is where you're like, I was going to hate this. Now I'm not going to hate it so much, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, my number six is the Candyman remake. So remakes abound at number six, but I really thought Candyman was really cool. I was never a huge fan of the, well, not a huge fan. I didn't watch all of the Candymans. I've only seen the original first one. Um, I think this one was kind of cool for the commentary um, it was making. I think that, uh, I don't know, it had a lot going for it. It had a lot of, like, strong actors and actresses. It had a really strong female, like, direct lead or director. Um, At the end, honestly, I felt like Candyman, I understood it better than I understood the old one because it is relevant to things that we've, like, been around, you know? You know, it's demon you see a lot, but things are happening again that's making things more relevant. Um, and Candyman kind of becomes like a like an urban legend version of the Punisher, and that's really cool to me. And <laughs> so, uh, and I also liked, I thought it was a way better commentary on like the art community than Fight with Buzzsaw, so go, go Candyman. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one that I wasn't able to see, um, uh, but I heard good things, so I'm going to hopefully be able to check it out soon. Right, yeah. All right, what do you got for um, number five? My, my number five, I, I, I would be very surprised if it wasn't on your list somewhere. Uh, my number five is The Empty Man. Um, oh shit, that was this year. Yeah. Uh oh. I mean, well, it was this. I mean, this is this is the year I saw it. Maybe it didn't come out this year. 
but that was the this was the year that I everybody else I know saw it. Um, and you know, now that I think about it, maybe it didn't. It, it came out last year. Thank God. I was like, oh my god, no, no way. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Well, I'm I'm including it because everybody that I know didn't see it until this year when it came on HBO. Um, but I. Um, I guess I won't think I won't talk about it too much since it doesn't really count. No, but... go for it because I don't think we <laughs> talked about it from last year. Like, I don't think we did yeah. at all. So, it, I I would um, totally put that on here if if we're counting it. It's going to be my like one point two or three point two or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just thought that it was a big surprise. Uh, the title sounds terrible. Um, it sounds like it would just be a terrible movie, but I heard good things. And sometimes when you see kind of a, a long runtime for a horror movie, which this one has a little bit of a longer, longer runtime, and you're hearing good things about it, it usually is a good movie. And yeah, this one ended up being a lot about this. It, it's a pretty like deep, um, mysterious Lovecraftian tale, and it, it has like what like the longest intro sequence to a movie ever. Yeah, <laughs> and it's super interesting. And like you could have watched a whole movie just on that part. Um, but it, yeah, it, it just ended up being a really impressive surprise for me. Yeah. It had a really good build, like, um, broadcast signal intrusion. And I think where last night so could have done had it made it a little bit more creepy or nuanced. I do think though, the empty man, the first half of the movie and the second half, there's so the first intro, the first half of the second half of the movie and the second half of the second half of the movie are all like different movies. Cause <laughs> the way that the story builds and goes is very similar to Broadcast Signal Intrusion, where you start in one place and you end up somewhere, and you're like, "How on earth did we get here?" Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm here and I'm enjoying it. So, I that is my five point five, let's say, because Empty Man is a great movie. But my actual five is the Chucky series on Sci-Fi. I have never in my career as a horror movie aficionado seen something brought back as a series, on sci-fi, that was done so goddamn well. Like, I have never been more interested in the Child's Play Chucky stuff than I have after watching the show. There's a little bit of teen stuff in it, so you gotta get over it. I mean, the whole story revolves around kids all the time, so if you're not involved in... If you like don't like kid drama or some teen issues, you're probably not gonna like any of the Child's Play movies up until the last three or four, when it stops being about Andy, you know, exclusively. Um, yeah. Or Andy as a kid, I guess. But anyway, they, <laughs> dude, this movie and um, the my another movie on my top ten are like Nostalgia City. It's like, what couldn't you put in? Like, what else could you put in here to make people who like the original series not like more interested? You couldn't. You did the best you could, and it was great. And I, I think that I'm glad I got a second season. I'm excited to see where it goes. I was happy with the way it ended. I think it was progressive. It was a great series. That's my series for the year is Chucky. <laughs> Which yeah, is surprising that's in a year with the Mike Flanagan series, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number four uh, was uh, one that we saw at Telluride, um, or that I got to see at Telluride, uh, off-season. God, I want to see um, that so much. Every time you talk about it, <laughs> it's like I missed I missed a thing that was been quintessential to my horror this year, and it sucks, because... Because when you miss it at a festival, you don't get to see it again, usually. Like, very rarely For do you get to see it again. Yeah. And so I'll have to do it when it comes out. Like, next year or two years from now, when it comes out, finally, it'll be on my list. <laughs> finally. Yeah. <laughs> All right, carry on. Talk about um, why you like it. Cause... 
Oh, I, it, it's just, um, you know, and I feel like any chance we get to see something that's a well-crafted Lovecraftian movie, um, it's going to make a list. Uh, and I feel like this one does a really good job of building that, um, that lore. Uh, it's, it's got that, it's, it's that island town vibe, um, with, you know, the cult, culty vibes and stuff, and, uh, it just does a really good job of, like, building that tension, um, and building that mystery and let, and that, the fear of the unknown and, uh, the fear of the outside of your control, uh, elements, and it, it probably would have been higher, um, if there were a couple, I had a couple of, like, creative differences, um, on how they approached the some of the scares and the way that they did the townsfolk and stuff like that that I would have wanted a little bit more but it's okay that they didn't because you know they embraced the subtlety of it um, and they they wanted to to come at it from that angle and they do a good job of that yeah all right my number four I think you might have this on your list somewhere but I don't know for sure now we're in the top four this oh I guarantee it you do. oh I oh I oh I guarantee you that that two two we match up on two more malignant malignant's my number four. Um, yeah. I thought, like, in a year where you had the final version of, the uh, final shitty version of The Conjuring, also getting the movie Malignant was a godsend. James Wan, at his best, doing something new and interesting, taking some nonsensical thing that would never happen and turning it into a terrifying thing that people now think can actually happen. It, it was campy, it was, it was delightful, it was violent, it was scary. I liked it a lot. Malignant was amazing. I think that I wish that more people had gotten to see it, and if they didn't like it, they should watch it again. <laughs> I, I feel like it was very divisive, um, but uh, oh yeah, I'm definitely on your side on that. Okay. Um, spoilers. So, <laughs> <laughs> my number three, I guarantee this is on your list, and if it isn't, you're going to be punching yourself. VHS 94 yeah, There's no way I can forget that movie, so don't. Okay. If I forgot a VHS movie, you know that's the doppelganger test for me. There's no... I, I'm not me. Like, if you're like, oh, <laughs> or, oh, like, how many, uh, how many, uh, VHS movies are there, if right, and you're like, I'm like, three. And they're like, okay, then we gotta kill him. <laughs> it's not him. Yeah. Um, yeah, VHS 94 was... I, 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 I think after, after I watched it, I was like, Man, that was one of the best ones. And the more I've thought about it, and I've rewatched it a couple times now, it's my favorite. Um, I think it's the best VHS. Um, I, I loved it that much, and I think it's just because I don't think, I think even the quote unquote dud story of it is still better than at least half of each of the other uh, VHS films. Yeah. Um, and I like I I did I wasn't annoyed by it. Like I appreciated the humor of it, the satire, uh, the it's got like it's just a broad array of just a showcase of practical effects and awesomeness in every single one of the segments. And I loved it. I I, I want more. I hope Shutter does another one. Yeah, me too. It's so good. Spoilers. That's higher on my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my number three is actually one I don't think you got to see. I mean, I think that's why. I, our lists are different this year because I went to go see a bunch of movies and you weren't able to. Um, yeah, I got COVID a hundred times. <laughs> but uh, The Night House is actually my number three. Um, I, I was very impressed with this movie. It has crazy, creepy vibes. It's got mystery. It's got this kind of like cr really interesting understanding of the psychology of suicide and things that drive you to it. It just really, I was like going into this movie thinking it was just going to be kind of another like dumb Netflix thriller or something. 
very good and not that at all, and I would suggest everybody see it. It's creepy, it's got jump scares, it's mysterious. It's, I would even say vaguely Lovecraftian, too, in how it how it plays out in the vibes and the build. Uh, yeah, watch it. I'm gonna go, I want to go watch it again right now. Watch it. <laughs> it's kind of like this um, year's Invisible Man to me. Like it, Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. That was... Um, that was actually the last movie I got to see in oh, theaters. Oh, you did? Okay, um, cool. it And make, it it's my number two. Oh, there we go. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we lined up on... I, I knew we were going to line up on a few of these. And so, yeah, Nighthouse was my number two. I, I loved the... Uh, I mean, like, there there are basically two things that you can... Or three things that you can always get me on, on a horror movie. If you've got ho- good horror comedy, I'm there. If you've got an awesome monster with good good effects work, I'm there. If you do, a, if you have a good, high-quality film that tells a really good human tale through a horror vehicle, then yeah, I'm gonna give you high praise. And I think the Nighthouse does a fantastic job of tap, tackling depression and suicide um, in a really like meaningful way that doesn't cheapen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just thought that, uh, and, and still be an impactful horror movie all to itself. So yeah, that was my number two. Um, so yeah, we al- we aligned on a lot of these last ones. So I'm I'm curious to hear what your number what your number two and number one are. My number two are we on number twos? Yeah, okay. My number two yeah. is VHS ninety four. Um, okay, yeah. I keep yeah, coming sorry. back yeah. to the idea that like I'm like oh I can't pick one VHS movie. There are also many. I still think blah blah blah. I can't. I don't. I don't know. I think it's. I think I'm agreeing with you. It's probably one of my favorites. I I just think that the the through story is is not the best one. Um, is why it didn't make my number one because VHS movies are amazing. Um, I wish the through story was more of something I could be like, hey, somebody, you should watch this if you like horror movies, right? But the through story on that one, I feel like, is the most... It's not the most weird, obviously, because VHS uh, viral is the most weird one. But I feel like it's one... It's probably the the weakest, second weakest one. It, like, kind of makes sense, and uh, whatever... I, I don't really find it that creepy. It's a little bit too action movie but still, like, best best shorts ever, and that's a yeah, like the, that's a really good point. Yeah, and and so I I think I think yeah, if VHS movies will always make my top ten, if not my top like two. This one I think <laughs> wasn't as is a little bit weaker in some aspects, so it didn't make my top number one. And my number one, like, I can't not have it as number one. So, man, I have no idea what your number one is, but the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, VA, oh, that's a really good point about the the through story. Um, the interlocking story there is not as good. I think the best one is the one. It's either the first one or the second one, Number two. where they're going through the house and it's got that. It's got those people. I think there's a couple of people, or it may just be one, where her like bottom jaw is missing. Uh, and, yeah. And it, like attacks think... the person in the closet. Yeah, that's like, number two. Number where the yeah. one where they're investigating that daughter, that guy's daughter. That woman's son and the yeah. last and she, yeah that's number two yeah like, that's that the one i think me. is the that strongest was a good one. That's the yeah one like that's most. a good one you're right that is the best one um okay my number one was um no surprise malignant is my number one. Oh really um, yeah i thought that it was <laughs> i thought it was so good um and i i just thought it was like really entertaining I, it just embraced the chaos and just unpredictability and the you know at times campiness of it all like it was it was the most like I feel like we've seen so many movies over the last decade or so that have tried to embrace that magic of the '80s, and it's just like impossible because 
the 80s just had like no shame it was just completely shameless in like the ridiculousness of their plots Mm -hmm. um and like everything that tries to pay homage to the 80s now is just like it, it just goes too far into the campiness of it um and i felt like this movie was the most 80s i've ever felt where like the like james wan just went in he was just like you know what people are gonna th- i know that there's gonna be a chunk of people they're gonna think this is the dumbest movie they've ever seen but i don't care i'm gonna make it i'm gonna take it seriously and i'm just gonna go all the way in and i loved that about it mm-hmm. i loved that he just was brave enough to just embrace the absolute insanity and ridiculousness of it it just embrace it and pulled it off great i th- i loved the execution of it i couldn't agree more well i could agree a little more I guess. you could agree you but, could agree a little bit more but I also think that I I think people who don't like Malignant are just sticks in the mud. They they're the kind they're the same people who like The Devil Made Me Do It. So no comment. All right. Okay, I gotta hear this. I gotta hear what your number one is. I have no I'm idea. I'm surprised you don't know that this is my number one. Uh, my number one is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, oh, okay. Like I couldn't like the whole 80s is a topic for the number ones right now because that movie is so much it's like like i was talking about earlier with chucky this movie is nostalgia central and the acting is so goddamn good in this movie uh the lead the lead <laughs> lady the lead woman, girl uh is just perfect the perfect synergy to ingon spangler um like i i've, I've watched this movie three times now and two of the times were last weekend like <laughs> i i can't get enough of this movie it's does such a good job of of like paying homage to ghostbusters originally i was such a huge fan of that as a little demon kid um they they put it in line with everything and it makes it make sense it's funny as hell it's got spoops it's got ghosts I don't, yeah, I don't know what more you'd want from a Ghostbusters movie, and it, it, Ghostbusters is is my jam. It's my Jimmy Jam. <laughs> I think I think I've it, quoted, I've been quoted on saying that this is either a great way to end Ghostbusters or a great way to start a new a new Ghostbusters franchise series. So yeah, um, well, I mean, like that's another one, another one from your list that I have to say I was I wasn't able to see it yet, and you know, I mean, at this point, I have to chalk it up to like you know. COVID happens, and so it was hard for me to get out and get to see as much uh, this year, which I should be disappointed myself in, but, you know, it, sometimes it happens. I think it's but funny that, was... that I went out and saw these movies and didn't get COVID, and you didn't, and you got COVID, so... Oh, the demon strain, the demon strain's coming. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, all right, whatever you say. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I am looking, I am really excited to see that one, because I'm a huge fan of the original Ghostbusters, and... Um, I want to see it kind of go back to that magic a little bit. So, yeah. Alright, well that's our top tens we've got. It's a long episode so if you're still here yeah, listening, thank you. Um, let us know what you thought about our top tens and if you agree or disagree or if there's anything we forgot. Alright, All right. see ya. Bye.